Welcome everybody to another episode of Dose of Dysfunction. I'm your life coach, and with me is the resident redneck. Howdy, y'all. And tonight's guest, we have Dave. Hello, hello. Dave Furbergé, right? Furbergé. Yeah, yeah Furbergé. Yeah, close enough. For Bracci. I was going to say, Brock, <laughs> I was going to let you screw that up. Good old Matt's brother. Yeah. Yeah. Lucky me. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. What is <laughs> the excitement yeah. he shows with that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, <clears throat> someone's Cons- got to do it. Conspiracy Matt. I was going to say, Matt, Matt had a lot of these very potentially conspir- conspiratorial. Potentially. I'm being nice here. Yeah, yeah. The flip side, the thing about Matt is that, because again, I, I did watch the, the two episodes with him in it, um, <laughs> where the thing about him is he, he'd always start something and say, oh, oh okay, I'm just going to let you just look into it. Like, like he'd always yeah. like put yeah. it on to like yeah. actually do the legwork to, yeah. to, you know, into the, any conspiracy. It's like, I think it's kind of funny because he doesn't actually explain why he, why he believes why it. Why he believes them. He just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Like, just, just trust me. Look into this. Like it's crazy. Yeah. No, I, I kind of got that in the second. That I'm feels like if the like if the cops or the government shows up, that gives him plausible deniability. Hey, I never told him anything. I didn't tell him shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't think Matt's uh, on their radar or anything. So <laughs> you never know. Until somebody gets hauled out of a house in handcuffs. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> right. And then everybody else gets like fucking injected with something that makes you forget what happened in the last 48 hours. Pushed into a moving black van. <laughs> exactly. Where'd you find him? He was at the park eating ice cream on the bench four. Yeah. We seen his ass. We got him. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, do you have a topic? I don't have any this week. No, I have uh, I have pretty much run a dry of all my topics at this point. All right. Well, so we didn't do one or we didn't do any episodes last week. We both right. had a, a couple things. You had a wedding go to. I had a like a family reunion. There, yeah, it was Memorial Day. Yeah. yeah, it was Memorial Day weekend. So we took a weekend off. Um, but and I don't think it was necessarily anything we thought about, too. I think we more or less it was just kind of like. Oh, yeah, hey, so we're not doing it this weekend. <laughs> yeah, it just kind of happened. But one of the cool things that did happen was we did finally get a listener in Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. Whoa. So that puts us at all 50 states. Nice. 50 states. So that was our yeah. last one. So if you listen again, whoever you are from Rhode Island, we appreciate you because you helped complete the at least having somebody tune in in all 50 states. Oh, yeah. Actually, I have. It's pretty awesome. Now you got to get on all the territories. Uh, no, we, we we're on Puerto Rico. Oh, so Puerto Rico yeah. and they consider Washington, D.C. Oh, is sure. uh, another one. And I'm not sure. It looks like you got something in your hands. I though. have I have a guy who did a tattoo on me today that I, I'm going to give him a shout out. It's uh, Sean Wick. Uh, he performs it. Uh, or I guess he he does his work at uh, Boise Tattoo. Did my smiley face today? Yeah, I was gonna say my that nineties smiley face. Yeah. You see it? It's awfully vibrant compared to all your other tattoos. Was, it's yeah. the well, yeah, all the ones you can see. 
it actually looks ten times better than most of my tattoos because I didn't just wake up one morning <laughs> with this one. Yeah. But uh, no, I got to give it to I got to give it to Sean. He was super easy to work with. He was super quick, fast. It looks great. Is that he that wasn't place on Overland. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's on Overland, right across the street. Yeah. Well, right next door to the old fire department. Yeah, yeah. No, actually, I met with someone there once to talk about the tattoo, and yeah. I just haven't done it yet. So yeah, I he's a catchy. So we lock it around here. <laughs> All right, we're going again. So we had a bump there. Anyway, back okay. to your shout out to Sean. So, yeah, to Sean Wick. He was uh, he was a great art. I mean, all in all, he had everything drawn up super fast. I mean, it, it's not hard to draw a smiley face, but I mean, ultimately, the detail that he put into it was really good. Um, he made a couple small modifications, but it is the it is a smiley face out of the DOD sticker. So, it you know, I mean, it looks good. I like it. It looks like it belongs. And uh, he did a really, like I said, he did a really good job. But if you ever shake his hand, be ready to be fucking shook because that fucking hand is a, is fucking massive. He big boy. Yeah, got like a firm hand, and not like you wouldn't look at him and be like, oh, I bet you he's got size fucking forty five mittens. <laughs> No, this motherfucker reaches out and shakes your hand, and you're just like, holy shite. (laughs) I was like, oh, my God. But, no, it it was good. It was a good experience. Everybody in the shop was super nice, super pleasant to deal with. He was pretty, you know, I mean, he wasn't, like, overly talkative or wasn't real quiet and shy. No, it, it was about right. He was, it was it was a good deal. So good dude. Nice. If you're local and you're looking for a tattoo, go check out Sean Wick at Boise Tattoo. He'll get you hooked up. Other than that, I don't have any other shout outs this week. Oh, that's good. So I don't really necessarily have a topic, but I did run into I have a, How warm are you? How about that? I'm pretty warm, man. That that drink, fuck, man. Got me pretty good. So Which sucks because it like you're talking like the uh, the recording software, the yeah. Any devices you're using, but but we're back, so we'll just we we've had a few of these kind of technical difficulty things, so it happens. It's just part of having a podcast in the basement. Yeah, <laughs> no, I mean yeah. there, there's some truth to that, but so here's I've got the you remember the show. Uh, both of you were probably too young, but once upon a time there was a show. show. And Casey's about to get really mad here. Did do it again? Yeah. I'm gonna put it on the other one and see what happens. Oh boy, are you running, <laughs> silly little Peter? <laughs> That's a, I heard somebody had that tattoo. It's a silly little Peter silly on their pecker head. Yeah. Well, we're back again. So, you were talking about silly little Peters and Peters. Yeah, yeah. Dave, Dave just yeah. admitted that his he only has one tattoo, and it says "Hot Rod" on his shaft. Nope. Does that have flames? <laughs> Naturally, like classic hot rod yeah, flames. It, that would be got to have some flames. I mean, is there any other way to do it? No, I mean yeah. that's your shit. testicles that's... are tattooed to look like back tires, right? Oh, Jesus, how would that be? Right? <laughs> you peel out rubber all the time. Now, would you would you put some like track marks down the inside track of your thighs? <laughs> so the burnout marks down the inside of yeah. your thighs. 
any woman that you have sex any with has to do that on the inside of their thighs so oh, they know that Hot Rod was there. My God, that would be hilarious. Hot Wheels on standby just for her to. Right? Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah, my my wife the other day told me we needed to use toys in the bedroom. She got real mad when I ran my Hot Wheels over her titties. <laughs> oh, so I have. There was a show once upon a time called uh, Kids Say the Darnest Things, right? Bill Cosby did See, why it. Why does he say it like we've never heard of it? I know, right? He does. He does that all the time because he thinks he's this old grandpa or some I, shit. Because I, I am older. Ultimately, his years. oldest kid is only like nine years older than mine. Not like they're separated by decades or anything. No, they're not. But that being said, I also waited a lot later in life to have kids than you. Uh, that's true. So, like, where you are now yeah, when I like, when I had my first one. <laughs> or I should say when my wife had our first one. Well, okay, yeah. So Because I, I had, able to pop I had out, Maggie rich. <laughs> 28, I guess. No, 27? Uh, I was 30 when, or 29. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. So, but anyway. So the other night, because my kids, like all kids, say some weird shit from mm-hmm. time to time. Oh, yeah. Sure. I'm learning that. Yeah. So, Rucker, uh, <laughs> it's dinner time, and my wife has made, they wanted hot dogs. So she makes him a hot dog, and she says to him, do you want it with a bun? And he looks at her, and he says, this is great. He says, only crazy people eat a hot dog without a bun. This is what he says. So she's like. Okay. Sorry, how old is he? He's seven. Okay. So it's... Oh, my God. It would have been hilarious if all three of you sat down next to him with no buns. No, no, no. It gets better. So... <laughs> He's just sitting there like, uh, wait a minute. No, so he, he decided, I think, he wanted to eat in his room or something. Okay. Which, this happens. So yeah. we let him eat in his room. No big deal. So a little while later, we go to clean up plates and stuff like that, right? He's done with his dinner. My wife comes walking back into the kitchen with the plate. And what do you think was on said plate? The bun. Just the bun. Hence why she asked him, because a lot of times he won't eat it. But he was so matter of fact of only crazy people eat a hot dog without a bun. Now, me, I wanted to point it out, but my <laughs> wife wouldn't let me. She's like, no. Oh, my God. No, I would have. I would have been like, hey, you little crazy fucker. Come here. Yeah. <laughs> So, hey, you crazy little motherfucker, get over here. Yeah, it's like, so. Are you telling me you're going to be one of those crazy people that, like, lights Roman candles in a shitter at a fucking rodeo? Or, like, one of them crazy people I'm going to see on the news, and there's going to be people asking me how many people you killed. Like, what's. I'm half wondering which one I've got there. I mean, this could go either way. So my, you can be a psycho little motherfucker on your big wheel out there fucking selling sugar. Right? You'd be like, I got your fix, homie. <laughs> Roll up on his trike in a trench coat. Oh, dude, he you would want too. Taffy, or you want caramel? I'll do you one better though. He'd have the like Tom Cruise risky business sunglasses on. Oh yeah. And then he would have the uh fingerless gloves. He has a set of fingerless gloves that he yeah. rolls around with. He, I'm sure. So he's not far off of the trench coat and all of that, I don't think. Anyway, I, I love him to death. But to go along with that, it was yesterday I asked him a question. 
and I got I can't even physics today. <laughs> That's okay. They dropped my my three year old top chocolate in front of her today at Sherry's. Right? Yeah. They set it down. And she goes, "Where's the sprinkles?" And and my mom and my wife were like, Maggie, shh, don't. That's rude. And I was like, where the fuck is there sprinkles? <laughs> yeah, <you're> like, <laughs> I was oh, like, I uh-oh, we're going to have a fucking problem, lady. <laughs> I, I'm with Maggie. That's yeah, legit. I'm totally with her, too. I Now, the way she said it was like, hey, bitch, what the fuck are you doing? You're fucking up here. There's no sprinkles on my fucking hot chocolate. All right. But the way the way I was thinking about it was like, this is bullshit. Like, give me my fucking sprinkles. I got whipped cream and hot chocolate sprinkles, bitch. Oh, I got, <laughs> I got the, that was rude by my boss the other day. Really? Yeah. Well, we had Tim Porkers and, oh, yeah. And yeah, it yeah. was, hey, where do they need to go? And I, I had not asked their names. I said, you and you go with them. <laughs> and he was like, that was rude. And like, so I had to be like, I'm sorry. And your name, Renee. Renee, can you go with? <laughs> you yeah. Know, like, yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. So names. People don't need names. No. No. You get a name when you earn it. Exactly. Yes. You get the yes. you get the the Chinese name. <laughs> yeah. Hey you. Yeah, yeah. Until you've earned. You're like you'll be hey, you'll be number one name? and you'll be number two. Uh huh. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's how the Japanese do it. <laughs> one and two. So. But no way. Speaking, just that's kind of where I had. I had some fun kid moments. How was your wedding you went to? Oh, it was a wedding. It was stressful. It, dude, it's super stressful. It's, it's always stressful because, in like this case, it's Kara's sister, right? So it's like this thing, it's a spectacle. And she's, of course, the golden child because mm. she watched all the rest of the idiots make the mistakes. And she was like, Yep, not doing that. Oh, that's good. Right, so she's she's this the golden child, and we uh, had to travel to Round Valley for the wedding, and I had to build a cupcake stand three fucking times <laughs> in a week because the first time it was crooked, and I was like, "You bitch!" So I undid it and fucking put it all back together, and I was like, "Perfect, right?" Like I I had it all done; it looked great. That, this is how this normally goes. I get these things fucking hand custom built, whatever, right? I get them all done and I look at them. And I'm like, perfect. That's the best it's going to be, right? Then I go to transport it and it's like, motherfucker won't fit in my camper. Right. Now I'm going to have to go in the back seat. Oh, motherfucker won't fit in the back seat. Now I have to disassemble part of it so it'll fucking ride. So I got the camper all loaded up. I've got everything in. It took forever and a fucking day to light the refrigerator in the camper. I'm fucking dying. I'm sweating. I'm pissed off. Whatever. Right. We leave Thursday night. I'm like, fuck this. So I spend my next like fucking, I think it was hour and 30 minutes, hour and 40 minutes, whatever, headed up to the cabin there in Round Valley. And it was. For whatever reason, the wife and I sent like we seem to talk pretty decent in these trips. And when she starts talking, I normally lay into the accelerator and I can't hear shit. So it's just like, yeah. And so then we, <laughs> <laughs> you're awful. <laughs> but no, I, you know, we had good conversation all the way up, and and uh, the wedding went 
went pretty seamlessly. I've never actually been at a wedding where you stood for the whole ceremony. Oh, wow. But it literally took about five and a half minutes. Oh, that's good. I was like, because the guy doing it. So the best part, too, is the guy who was who was actually hitching the two of them together was uh, a minister by Internet. You know, one of those. Hey, bro, you should marry us. Can you like get on the interweb and get your license thing? That kind of thing, right? Oh, wow. The bride's uncle and the bride's best friend's husband, both legitimate pastors. (laughs) Both of them, right? This guy goes and gets his thing on the internet and marries them. (laughs) Are you serious? (laughs) Yeah, actually, her uncle is the one who uh, married me and Kara. He was yeah, our so our you pastor. have somebody in the family that yeah. you could use. Oh yeah, and no, no, um, and it, well, it was somebody. It was his side. I think it was a. It was a really good. Well, it was his brother-in-law, basically, oh. his sister's husband. Okay, and he's known him forever and a day, and that just it was kind of like you know what, they're both on their second marriage, so right. they're just like let's just fucking throw this thing together, ragtag <laughs> it, and fucking move on. Like let's well, who gives a shit, you know? Okay. Here's what I will tell you, though. If any one of my friends decided that they weren't going to come to my wedding because there was a little rain or a chance of rain, fucking stick it, bro. Don't call me. Don't text me. Just stay the fuck out. I don't need... If you're not willing to fucking come up and hang out and get drunk in the rain with me on a fucking... It was... I mean, ultimately, it was an awesome wedding. Like, the weather right. held out and everything. Oh, good. But, like, three quarters or half of their fucking... Their guests didn't show up because they thought it was going to rain and they didn't want to deal with it. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm like, yeah, don't. At that point, you don't want to show up to my wedding because there could be rain. And you don't think that I haven't thought this through. We had fucking covers on everything. I mean, there was roofs and shit. I was going to say, most everybody factors the wedding, especially it was an outdoor ceremony. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you factor the wedding and they're prepared. So We had plan B. We yeah. had plan C. We even had a plan D. It was like, well, at this point, we all just go home and y'all get married at the fucking courthouse. Yeah. Right. You know, but. That's a cop out. I mean, there was literally, there was, there was everything in place to do all of this. What pissed me off was, was like, really? These are your friends. Like, these are your, your closest people and they're not going to show up for your wedding in the rain. I'll fucking show up naked in the rain. Fuck it. I won't have any laundry left. <laughs> and fuck it. We'll just go for it. Yeah, you it. know. Way to make sure everybody stays home. <laughs> right. No, I mean that's that's the thing is it's like if you uh if you can't oh pissing people off on, on TikTok for whatever reason he uh they can't stream our shit. Actually it's Anthony Jacobson. Oh yeah, he works Nissan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Anthony's a good dude. But uh, either which direction, it's like it's it's a fucking very important day, and we've we've gone out of our way to invite you. Unless you're you're you know got some sort of personal shit going on, the rain shouldn't fucking scare you away from it. No, that's stupid. That's a cop out. That pissed me off. I was like, okay, fuck all of them. Let's get hammered and have no a party. Shit. So how how far is Round Valley? From uh, Round Valley is right as you come out of the canyon on fifty five. So you come out of the canyon, you hit that big long straightaway right before you go up the hill. That's Round Valley. 
That is yeah. total redneck directions, right? Oh there. yeah. <laughs> I would I would give you the amount of time. Like I wanna say Round Valley, no wait, no just me driving up there in the wife's car is about an hour and fifteen minutes. Gotcha, yeah. So no, about halfway bad. from yeah, here I, to McCall. Yeah, smart. No, and, and that's you know, I mean like I said, thirty minutes of that was just me standing on the throttle to climb hills and shit, so I didn't even hear what she said in the first place. But jeez. Oh, no, it gets it gets stressful because like <clears throat> we've done shit. I think Kara and I together with all of our friends and stuff, we've either helped or planned like ten weddings and orchestrated them through that day, right? So no, when, when you you're start supposed to be company. here, yeah, yeah. <laughs> huh? So when you start in a company, I well, I thought about it too. Um, and my biggest issue is I don't have the property to build the fucking big old, you know. Uh-huh. Wedding shack on the wedding shack. Uh huh. Oh but uh, we call it redneck weddings are us. <laughs> yeah, right. Your choice of camo. Well, okay. so like I've built, I've built fucking at least six cupcake displays, right? Really? For weddings. Yeah, I actually enjoy it. It's kind of fun. And chop up a bunch of wood, nail it together, and drink beer, and fucking just yeah. Whatever. No, and not only that, it's the time you get to hang out in the shop and not get yelled at because exactly you're yes. you're doing you it for the wedding. Oh, yeah. It's not yeah, yeah, yeah. like there's, no, a there's purpose. an excuse. It's not a why are you doing that? Well, I think it'll look good on the backyard. Well, it can fucking wait. I need you to come in here and do some shit. No, yeah, it's, it's I'm fucking doing this shit for the wedding right now. So if you guys could fuck off. Yeah, no. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. No, go inside. He's doing stuff for the wedding. Come on, go inside. You know, <laughs> but but no. I mean, I built I built at least six six or seven cupcake stands. I built a couple of cake stands. Um, I don't know. I've done a shit ton of fucking centerpieces. Yeah, candles inside the fucking wood log. You know, and all this <laughs> oh, shit. Man. Everybody has their own thing that they want, right? Um. But we've done all of that. We've orchestrated weddings to the point where it's like when we show up and people are like, oh, yeah, we're just going to do this at this time. It's like, mm, you think maybe you ought to start on that a little sooner? And they're like, no. oh, no, I'll get it done. And I'm like, mm, no, let's just kind of do that now. And they're like, well, you know what? Maybe later I might. I might not be readily available. So let, let's just get it done now, you know, and you have to like coax them and you have to like sales pitch them on the shit. Oh, that's and awful. then it be, ends up being like two, three hours. And I'm like, Oh my God, I, I'm so glad we did this now. And I'm like, mm-hmm, yeah, I know. <laughs> you just move on with life. Yeah. But, um, all of my wife's family figured out how great of a florist I am this past weekend. Cause it was like, I'm standing there looking at him. Like, I know what's wrong. And I know you know it's wrong, but you don't know what it is. And so I'm going to stand here for five minutes. And after that five minutes, I'm just going to take the shit away from you. And I'm going to make it right. And you're going to stand back there and go, wow, that really does make the difference. Because I've been the guy standing there going, I don't know. And they were like, give me that. And did it to me. And I was like, that did look a lot better. (laughs) Right? The people who know what they're doing. But it's funny to see a a redneck like you... uh, (laughs) I have attention to detail. Yeah, that's okay. I, I actually, because of the amount of time I've spent with my wife and her love for fashion, mm-hmm. I, I pick up on a lot of that stuff. <laughs> does this make me? Does this flush me out, or whatever it was you said last week? Does yeah. this make me flush? Yeah. 
does it wash me out? Oh, wash me out. Yeah. That's what I was my my yellow shirt washed out my your skin. Your skin. Yeah. So, but uh, it probably wouldn't have if there was less gray, gray hair. Dude, and I love my gray. I've I've <laughs> adopted my gray. Oh, what a horrible shot. Anyway, I've adopted the fact that I'm gray, but I've been hearing a lot this week. Man, look how much grayer you got this week alone. Oh, Jesus. I'm like, fuck you guys. You're just jealous. Actually, I seen a photo of you the other day on the Facebook, and I was like, what the fuck? Because it was back when you had no mustache, Mm -hmm. and you had black hair. And I was like... Yeah, I had dark hair. "Hmm." Yeah. No, once upon a time. Now it's, it's just gray. It's just straight up gray. I mean, it, that's the worst. I, I sit in a room with somebody 20 plus years older than me that has darker hair than I do that doesn't dye their hair. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Joe. I walk in. Oh, Joe, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, dude's in his mid 60s and he looks like he's 50 and, I, and still has less gray hair than I do. And I, I come rolling in. I still think Joe is a robot. He's a robot. <laughs> he does, I mean, just sometimes the way he moves and how he talks and just kind of jives along with things. You're like, play some disco, buddy, because that guy right there, he's a robot. Uh, I mean, he can chuck and jive, <laughs> that's for sure. I'm mean, <laughs> just saying, he looks like, you know, I mean, sometimes he gets to going and you're just like, look at how his joints move. They're just like, <laughs> you know, and like go like that. And you're just like, dude's a robot. Guarantee it. He's an alien robot. Alien, yeah. Is he a lizard? He is person? because I bet you he only. I bet you that man sleeps very little, and because he's like he's like work, work. Oh yeah. Like I stress myself outside of work about work, but uh. you know he's just always work. Yeah, like no, the he, the way he is. He's a hundred percent work. Uh, yeah, so you get to his level, like in a industry or company or whatever, and then like that's that's, that's what your, you do. That's your life. If, yeah. if you want longevity, you also yeah, gotta yeah. understand he's done that position for over fifteen years. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> to to do that, yeah, you have to be. You kind of you live it. You decide yeah. that work is what you do. But he still does a lot of other shit. I went in there the other day, and he's showing me pictures of the new baby uh, deer that came walking across where the his what? cabin. Is. Oh, baby deer! Yeah, I was like, I was was, like baby deer. What? They're putting babies in these things now? No. Holy babies. shit. No, because he has a cabin and he has like the camera stuff right, set up there. Right. Yeah, he'll be, you'll go in there to ask him a question. Then occasionally he'll be like, oh, check this out. And he'll bring it up and you'll see the deer walk by. And he's like, oh, look, the fresh one, first baby of the year. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and then you're, then he's like, what'd you mean? And you're like, fuck, I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> I've been watching deer now. See, I think that's the trick. See, it's the diversion. He, if he uh-huh. thinks you're going to come in there and bitch, yeah, he shows you like that. Other, the he shows you something else. Oh shit! Something. Hold on, this just happened. You know, it's a clip from fucking last year. Oh, he, he <laughs> totally click, would. Click. There you go. Look, it's like I get this guy out of my office before you can complain about something. Right, right. So, Dave, We're, I think we need to interview you. Well, that's yeah. what I was gonna yeah, say. Yeah. I I know, Dave, you were looking for a job. Did you ever find one? No, still, still hanging it. Yeah, it's been about three months that I haven't been working. Yeah, really? Other than you know selling my body, but you know, Ooh, you got I've the OnlyFans going. Dollars so far, so it's been, twelve bucks. Yeah, <laughs> it's been good. Feet pics. 
See, I'm so <laughs> trying to get on that train. Dude, there's this thing I was rolling across TikTok, and I found some dude, and he was like, if you're going to be a foot artist, you have to have one of these things. And he's like, it's this tub-looking thing, and I'm like, okay, this is going to be gross, but i got to see what the fuck it is, right? Right. And they throw three bricks of what looked like to me to be wax in here, and I was like, what the fuck? And he, like, dips his foot, and I'm like, Dude, you, your feet are fucking gross. <laughs> like he's off all his hairy man feet, you know. And I'm like, and- oh. so then he like pulls his foot out and sticks it back in the thing and pulls it out and does like this. I think he calls it a double dip or a triple dip or whatever. And then sure shit, it like hardens around his foot. And then he's like peeling the shit off his feet. And I'm like, I could fucking do that. <laughs> My feet don't have half as much hair as his do. I got oh, this. I can fucking. I could do the foot thing. Yeah. My my stepmom always told me I had hobbit feet because I have hair on like the tops of my feet. And yeah, stuff. <laughs> yeah, dude. So, this guy had like straight yeah. up. Was, uh, yeah, got hair on knuckles and stuff. Oh, yeah, exa- yeah. No, Dave is a hairy beast. Yeah, that's a that is an animal it's there. You don't want to see naked in the wild. That's for sure. You don't want to see it naked anytime. Three bo- three like beams of light coming off of him to his eyeballs. Yeah. Also, like at the beach, <laughs> like I'm super pale. So I'm one of those guys, like my shirt off, it's like blinding people. Yeah. <laughs> I can't I can't believe it, but I can see through the jungle. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and your brother's the same way, dude, like his facial hair and shit, like everything's oh, yeah. so thick and he's he's got the luscious fucking yeah, that was locks uh, of of love he's got yeah. going on up there. Well, my uh, uh, saying in our family was that that we're the like the missing link between apes <laughs> and humans because <laughs> of, of how hairy. That's awesome. Uh, we, we had another missing link, the baby squatch. Oh yeah, Squ- yeah, yeah. I'm gonna guess you guys are cousins of some sort. <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's because he is. He's he's straight up. He's. uh He's a squatch. Like, yeah. there's, I mean, he, like, takes his hat off, and you're like, dude, how the fuck you get hair down <laughs> onto your forehead? To the point where it's like, he has a three head. Like, that's how far <laughs> his hair grows, man. He straight up looks like he belongs in a 70s porn, doesn't oh, he? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He, oh, yeah. Like, Rod Jeremy. <laughs> like, like, if if Tom Selleck's mustache was his, was the hair all over him. Right? Like, that's his <laughs> I mean, it is, dude, and it's like, you could probably shoot the baby squatch and not get to him with low-caliber yeah. rifles. What is that, made out of Kevlar? Exactly, dude. That shit's got to be interwoven together and shit, and he's got a girlfriend now. Oh, my God. That was that was funny. <laughs> Someone for everyone, I see. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. No, I... He needed somebody seemed... to clean out the sink drain yeah. for him. She seemed really nice and everything. Oh, yeah. It was just funny. He comes wandering up at the softball game, though. Uh-huh. He just wanders up, and there she is. And she just kind of was like, dude, you going to intro, you know? He's like, hey, guys. He's like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> you, you have this person standing oh, her, next yeah, to She's you. not important. Don't yeah. Worry. Yeah. Don't worry about this lady oh, you brought to the ball game. I mean, we're not going to worry about it, you know? Yeah, you can't do that with me around. I'm going to ask. <laughs> I'm going to start talking to her. Be like. Who are you? Oh, you're you're the girlfriend. Mm-hmm. You you're know the reason that... he doesn't do the podcast anymore. Yeah. Yeah. 
you notice how he play. I mean, he's been playing very good and getting better and better, but I feel like he stepped up just a little bit more with her watching. He tried, but I think that's what cost him his his fucking couple of shitty hits. Yeah, that's okay. It's a thing, though. Oh yeah, like a, a oh, it's a huge people thing. People playing better, mm-hmm. trying a little harder, just inching out that little bit more. If they're yeah, someone's watching. Yeah. Yeah, he was trying hard enough to the point where it cost him a couple of base hits because he was trying to swing the bat so fucking hard. It was like, dude, just relax and hit the ball. You'll be fine. And he's over here fucking trying to do work. And it's like, okay, well, there it is. And I can't blame him. I did the same shit, but it had nothing to do with working harder, trying to play harder. I just was like, man, the team's not fired up, and I need to fire somebody up. I'm going to fucking smack the shit out of one of these. And it was just like, yep, no, I'm not. <laughs> yeah. That no. gets a little rough yeah. sometimes. But no, I, I felt the same way. But it's all good. Nothing's worse than when you step up and you do, like, everything, right? You're like, no matter what it is, right, in life, you step up and you're like, oh, I'm going to fucking, this is it. I'm going to grand slam this bitch, right? And you strike out. Right, and nothing's worse than that. It doesn't matter who's watching or anything. Like in your in your own oh yeah way, you just brain, beat right? the piss out of yourself. I'm You're like, just like you stupid I, fuck. I think what were you a, doing? You know, it's a universal or it's a it's a message to be like you know what you could use a little humility right now. Like, maybe oh, let's... <laughs> like a like a <laughs> yeah. fucking hey, let's you're doing great. We're gonna trip going. you up yeah. type of fucking thing yeah. to make you build some humbleness. Yeah, Quit okay. being such a jack off. We're we're gonna reset your. Well, everybody needs <laughs> yeah. dropped a peg, right? Oh, I would sure. I would definitely agree with that. I've been dropped a peg, and it sucks. Oh yeah. But it makes you ten times the person you were. Yeah. Right? Like I, that ultimately builds you in a way that you couldn't have built yourself without it happening. Right? Yeah. You have to have That's the true. failure in there when you need that moment when you walk in. I call it smartest guy in the room, right? Mm-hmm. You walk in, I'm the smartest guy in the room. I know what I've got it. And then somebody makes you look like a total idiot. And you're like, Oh shit, I don't got it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I better go back and uh, hold my skills a little bit more. Right. You know, And that's kind of like in the whole sense of that form, like, and everybody has their own analogy for it, you know? Whatever sport they play is normally or follow, that's normally the one, right? Right. Um, in Dave's case, I believe it's Uncle Sam. He's the he's the ringleader. <laughs> the ringleader. <laughs> but no, I mean you you always have that. Um, it was actually it was super humbling to sit down when we did that ten minute podcast for uh, your brother. Yeah, yeah, the bowling thing. Yeah, it was super humbling to actually hear how he he felt a little bit about how he did, but also about how he seen us do. I was like, man, I don't, I don't really think you understand, dude. I just throw the ball and I don't know if it works or not. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it doesn't, but you know, that's one of those things. It was, it was super humbling to be like, okay, well, I mean, now I can't be a jackass for any reason. I mean, not that I really was. It just, it was like, I don't feel like I'm any, like from here on out, I have to start realizing that everything that's going wrong is my fault. It's nothing to do with my equipment. It's nothing to do with. I mean, yeah, occasionally you go up there and you trip or something. Well, I mean, yeah. it happens to me once a season. Yeah, yeah. But you know, yeah, it yeah. just it, it was it was super humbling to realize that wow, some of the mechanics is what 
is going to get you better. But now I have to realize that I have to, like, I have to go home and look in the mirror and be like, you're the reason why this score is so fucking low. You know, because at this point I've got the equipment. It all works well. I've made it work well. I just, it's here and there. It's not all the time. And so it was, it was super humbling to kind of do that 10 minutes. I was like, man, too bad. This couldn't have been longer. It would have been like, you sorry, piece of shit. Get up and start pulling better. You fucker. You know, cause it was, it was, it was super fun. And to see how he looked up to us, even though we're not fucking pros by any means, no, it was absolutely like, not. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah, but when you find those people, they're, better than you right you acknowledge them as being better than you regardless of how they feel about themselves yeah right. it, it, you know you look up to them and so and they most people then typically forget though being the ones because they don't have that view of themselves right right they're humble you know it's humbling to be like oh shit you mean somebody looks at me like you know i actually have something to offer them well, that's what's right. It's kind of an interesting point, actually, to, to go down that road. And it's just the fact that, I mean, as a person, like as a as a sentient living thing, it's like I can only ever live like my one my life experience to where it's like as much as you want to be or even if you want to be very little, everyone is self-involved, self-absorbed. Oh, yeah. Self self-aware like you know what i mean everything's about yourself because i mean ultimately like i'm only living my life um to where i said i think that's a great point that you make just the fact that you know i'm always thinking about me and how like me what i'm doing what i'm thinking how i think about myself how i feel about myself stuff like that and then um when people throw out you know things about you that are kind of um unexpected yeah. you know whatever it's, oh yeah it's like oh i hadn't no idea someone right perceived me in that way it's just kind of interesting it's really wild when that happens i think that yeah i well and that that i think is a pretty good reflection of what type of person you are because the person that is like oh shoot like they're it's humbling to them mm -hmm. and they take it in as a compliment but it's hard to take that compliment because they're like I'm not that good. Why are you putting this on me? Right. You know, so you've got that person who's very humble about it, but then you've got like the, oh yeah, lay it on me. Uh-huh. I know. I know. I yeah. know. See, I would almost rather somebody tell me what I'm doing wrong than tell me what I'm doing right. Well, that goes into, uh -oh. do you know that like, I think Here it's 70% of our thoughts. Hey, teach. Yes, I do believe. Well, I had the brain sheet somewhere, but it's like 70%. How dare you forget it? No, I think it's in my bag. Oh. Um, like 70% of our thoughts are negative. That's probably I can believe right. that. Yeah. Isn't that wild, though? Of all of it, we are we are inherently, as human beings, negative. Like, yeah. in our thought process. It's Yeah, I, yeah but I mean, yeah. I get it, though. Because think about it. If something happens to you bad... Well, it's about survival. Ultimately, I mean, mm -hmm. being an animal is ultimately about survival. Right. And if you think about it in the good sense of the form all the time, you're never going to survive. No, because you give every if you the, well, if, give the bear the benefit of the doubt. He will fucking eat you when the bear well, eats dry up. If you get complacent and you get lazy because nothing, there's like no adversity, no, you know, no struggles, no nothing like that or, or no consequence to things, whatever. It's like. Boom, that's when you get eaten. Yeah. Well, no, right. it's like as an animal, and what like you, biologically. What you yeah. just said goes back to what we said, I think it was three weeks ago. Um, a weak man, or a, a weak, 
What was it? You love this quote. Why are you fucking I it do, up? I do, and I fuck it up so much. Uh, a hard, hard times make strong yes. people. Strong people make Good easy times. times. Right. Easy times make weak people. Weak people make hard times. Exactly. Yep. Yep. And then the yeah. whole cycle starts over again. Yeah. And that's, yeah. that's kind of what you just said. And the funny part to me is what group of people took this poll where 70% of their thoughts were negative? Because I can tell you right now. Anybody born after the year I was fucking born? <laughs> okay. No, I. They, they, I mean, I'm going to guess 90% of the time they think the world is fucking imploding because they need their safe spaces and their bunnies and their flowers and their marijuana and all this to fucking go about daily life. Well, and I'm but like, you, you have to think about that fucking as work, a, stupid. an average, right? On average, seventy percent of your thoughts. So it's taking the happy-go-lucky guy who's like, who's about to get hit by the car because he's just. He's oh, oblivious. they'll stop for that red light. I mean, who knows if they're drunk or paying attention? Right. Fuck it, or on their cell phone. Jesus Christ! I think even even more than that, like you will you touch on like it being like as an animal that we we focus on negativity stuff uh, for survival, but even then. Um, as humans, it's like we're we're not. I mean, because we're ele- I mean, we're elevated to a, a, a form of consciousness and understanding um, that it's not typical of any other animal. Well, that's um, right. I mean, how many other animals sit down on the fucking couch <laughs> right, on exactly. Thursday and like, what do we so, watch? So we watched that. How Married yeah. or Married How. So, you know. So think of how think of how industrialized and we'll say civilized everything is now to where. <laughs> Uh, it's it's i bet if we if the technology i love your air quotes away, was civilized yeah. though i mean i love yes. how he threw it down with a with a half an air quote and a but, hand on a hip yeah. like this is I'll something say, my mom would do to me with a wooden spoon <laughs> your ass in here right now boy and he's just like mm-hmm. no, it was a studded belt <laughs> ouch <laughs> but, uh, uh, no but i'm serious like it's, it's one thing if you take away the technology hi carly like uh, of our world anymore i bet that would like go away drastically because you would just be focused on on like i don't know like just daily necessity type stuff i got it better i got it better tomorrow we close all fucking businesses you're on your own bitch figure it out it it will be fucking amazing i have a basement it's gonna be great Cause I'm just gonna run out and grab everything I fucking need for at least a little while, and then in here. They're just gonna hole up in the basement. Yep, I'm fucking just, I, a right. I just think, I think the you talk about negativity, positivity, whatever. Um, if you say you, you, everyone needs a place to stay, right? Whatever, and you could often maybe take it for granted that you even have like a you know a building with four walls and a floor and all this stuff. Right. Um, but imagine if you actually built your home or, or where you live well right because you'd be a lot i think you'd be a lot less i mean it's the the because it because you constructed because you built it because you put work into something then like then there's the, the negativity of things going so the, i think the more people like do for themselves the more they build um for themselves not necessarily literally right physically but um then it goes away because uh, we, we just, we, I think we take everything for granted so I much. Think, that. I think it's all personal success, right? You do something and you feel like you succeeded at something, you're going to continue to work hard at being better, right? Yeah. 
To a degree. But the second you get hammered on and hammered on and hammered on, there's only two things you can do. You're either going to quit or you're going to work so fucking hard at it that that's all you do. And eventually you're going to beat whoever the fuck it is that shit on you. And that's, you know, so, I mean, there's, there's different mentalities, but the biggest issue that I think you run into nowadays is the fact that when somebody gets shit on, they quit. Yeah. My dad wouldn't let me quit. Like I played soft or I played baseball from the time I could get into the sport until clear into now I'm still playing softball. Nobody's forcing me to do it. What I think happened is along the way I learned how how important it is to be somebody who can be a leader but be a team player sometimes the team just needs somebody who can be a team player right and then you run into that well and then then it's personal stuff oh i have to do this but then it's for a bigger reason right it's the everybody uses the, it's for the greater good you know yeah okay but then <laughs> you, you look at it as a team thing and you're like you know what we want to shit on them i don't want them shitting on me right <laughs> So now it's like, okay, I don't give a shit if I have to play catcher or if I have to be the coach or if I have to fucking be the bat boy, whatever it is. If that's what's going to make the extra fucking step, it's what I have to do, right? I think that's the difference between a leader and a, we'll say, like a manager or whatever. You know, no, a, a leader. Oh, like a boss and a leader. Have, yeah. I just, I feel like there's, um, and again, I always... I always bring it to baseball and softball because that's what I was pushed through. But but when I was a kid, my dad wouldn't let me quit. And and then once, like I said, once I got older, I started realizing it, and it wasn't him as much that was holding me there, but it was me holding me there. So nowadays, kids are like, it's too hard. I got a <laughs> boo-boo. I fell down. I want to be like LeBron, right? Well, I got to go. be good enough to get far enough here to fall go. down all the time. I actually seen a meme of him the other day, and I had to say this because it's funny. He was sitting there watching in or NHL. Yeah. He was watching. I, I can't remember who was on. But he's like scratching his head, and he's got this confused look on his face. And I was like, oh, my God, please tell me it says it. And I clicked on the fucking meme, and it pops up, and it goes, LeBron confused after hockey player got back up. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. Because that's the first thing I thought, too. I was like, oh, he must be confused why that guy just stood back up. But ultimately where where I go with all of it is that they they get so like kids nowadays aren't held, like their feet aren't held to the fire. Right. That nobody is that real fucking parent. That's like, I don't give a fuck if it's tough and you don't like it. You're going to do it because to be honest with you, this is where you need your skills at. Like you need to understand this a little bit more before you just quit, especially in team sports. I always hated it with team sports, too, because growing up i was forced to be good it wasn't something that i was like oh yeah let's i fucking live and breathe for this it was my dad fucking mentally and physically exhausting me into being good at the sport right right and i wanted to quit and at a certain point my dad was like okay cool you tell your team (laughs) i was like yeah no i don't want to fucking do that you call up the coach and say hey see that's that's, and he was like, nope, tomorrow you can show up at practice and you can show up in whatever you want, but you get to tell the team. You're going to tell every single one of the kids on your team that you're done and that you don't want to play anymore. And I was like, you motherfucker. So I went downstairs and I got my ball gear rounded up, right? And I was going to do it. I was like, I'm going to fucking tell all those motherfuckers, you know? 
And then the next day I got home and I changed into my fucking ball uniform and turned like into my practice shit. And then we went to practice and never even fucking mattered. It was just a thought. But my dad had forced me for the prior 10 fucking years to go do this. That it was like, finally I showed up one day and it was just me. I showed up for me and my team. Right. It wasn't my dad forcing me to go do some bullshit. Right. So, and, and nowadays, as soon as you fucking, you don't like the color of the uniform or they work you too hard, or you think you should be in the best position because you think you're the best and all that shit, right? Like right. how many fucking Disney and Hallmark movies are there about <laughs> the kid who thought they were the fucking best and they got their ass handed to him one time, right? right? Right. But now that doesn't happen because the kid never fucking does it long enough to fucking be in that scenario oh my god i fucking went to basketball I'm, practice and i don't like it i sweated and i'm going home i'm not doing this again i am going to blame it on parents well so you, you kind of have absolutely. absolutely so it's one of the things as a parent i said i'm a parent as well yeah said so i have two kids um and there are those times those moments those days whatever where sometimes you're like you know what i'm gonna take the path of least resistance Oh yeah, and, and so oh yeah, so it's it's one of those things. Like if you, as a parent, and I try not to do. I mean, I try not to be that way. It's my thing. Uh, but as a parent, if you're like, if you kind of like go, okay, about everything in life, then that's what your kids gonna see. Yeah, and they go, oh, so when 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 dad gets like a little stressed, or whatever, he just kind of you know gives up or takes the yeah. Again, takes the path of least resistance on things, and I think I mean that's that's what they, that's what kids are seeing now. I uh, think feel more and more. I think that is a very like I mean, and ultimately, I've always heard that. Well, I'm going to do everything that my parents didn't do for me, and then to me, my thought is, Ooh. no, I'm going to do the exact same shit my parents did for me because I'm a hard working, red blooded fucking American. Yeah, doesn't give two actually... no fun motherfucks about you and your fucking feelings yeah. and everything else. Yeah, can we talk about that a little bit? Because that you was something that came to mind to maybe talk about. Because um, again, as as yeah, everyone being a parent, here, <laughs> yeah, one um, smack, two smacks. Because yeah. um, I've thought about that too, and, and you hear that all the time: is people saying things like that, um, or um, and I forget again. Pardon me if there's more educated people out there um but uh, i, I want to say, I mean, say it was you know john adams or one of those founding fathers guys who basically said something to the extent of like you know i study war so that way my son can study you know like politics and stuff and that's right. that way his son can study art and things like that yeah that's where it's you know it's like he takes the burden of his times and says so that way his kids don't have to and his his future yeah. generation don't have to and I get the concept, and that is in the same vein of what you said. But I, I totally disagree, based on from the thing, yeah. the same no, thing. I agree with like, you. I like people don't people don't grow, people don't get better at things like that. If if our whole society was a bunch of people who were focused on arts, you yeah, know, it's not going to work. You have to have yeah. diversity in what it's, everybody does. Exactly. Yeah. It's like it, it wouldn't be sustainable at all. If everyone was a fucking musician or an artist or whatever, then, you know, Russia, who spent the last 50 years focusing on, you know, war. <laughs> you know, yeah. Whatever, they is going to roll through if, if yeah. that was the case. So it's like, no, you need hard I love people, how it took them that long like to focus on it. Like raising hard people. 
Yeah, you but, have to have a balance with everything because not everybody's capable of that. <laughs> so my line with parenting is typically or is more the I hate it when people say, "Well, I'm not going to do what my parents did." To me, that's not that. that's yeah. not right. What I I try to do, and I'm by far not perfect, is <laughs> I take I try to emulate the things <laughs> that my parents did for me that I, I meant something and did something that I can look back and say. Yeah, yeah, no, that's why I'm here is this yeah, is what yeah. they did for me. Mm-hmm. Then I try to delete the things that when I was a kid and I still see now is like, why the fuck did they do that? I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to take a different approach and mm-hmm. I hope it works, you know, because, <laughs> yeah. well, because that's, it, that's, I mean, it's trial and error. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like nobody's got this well, figured out. That's but. one of the other quotes is that, you know, the whole times, the whole time you think you're watching your kids grow up, your kids are actually watching you grow up. Oh, 100%. Right? And so it, it's, it's funny because I like, I, my three-year-old did something the other day and I was just like, yep, done that. <laughs> I was older than you and it was much more catastrophic, but I've done that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's right, like, right. but no, I, I think the, I think the biggest thing is like, your parents turned you into who you are, right? Yeah, they help get you there. Or I, I mean, to a yeah. point. Obviously, you have the outside influence and stuff that makes you who you are. But ultimately, if you have the right thought of like, you know, I'm going to do this with my life. You have that thought and you chase it down and you do that. Obviously, your parents gave you enough of whatever it was that you thought you needed to go do that. Now, and I'm not going to give him the fucking dad of the year award any fucking year but my old man beat on me all the time like it was constant whether it wasn't physical a whole lot there was a few of them but most of the time it was yeah, he also a, came from a, an era where that wasn't gonna get you well and he grew up without a dad so yeah. he didn't know what the fuck he was doing all right and to be honest with you if i didn't have him i wouldn't know what the fuck i was doing yeah, right? you need your parents. I mean, and you yeah. need both of them. You you, you need these, them both. These situations where people fucking land airplanes after the pilot has a heart attack, right? right. Yeah, the one well, when you're in a little fucking bush plane and you're sitting there and you're watching the guy for long enough and he, and he has a heart attack, you don't think, hey, you know what? I bet you if we keep this stick in the right fucking spot, it's not going to go. We're not going to go. You know, <laughs> fucking dive bombing towards yeah. that volcano over there, you know? you can kind of figure some shit out to get landed and figure it out. Well, I mean, ultimately it's the same thing. I watched my dad be a dad for fucking 30 years. I'm being a dad now. I'm maybe failing left and right too, but I'm still giving it the best chance. I, I think I have to be a parent. And on top of that, I'm hoping that in, you know, 30 years, my kids are doing the same thing. You well, know, finding, think- finding their right passage and everything else. If they don't, I have guns. I'll take care of it. It'll be fine. It won't be your guys' problem. Well, I, I, I kind of view it as this. If we're going nuts and bolts, like the basis of parenting, it's all kids truly Thank you, Carly. care about at the, at the core is they want to feel safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And oh, they, yeah. And they want to feel that they're cared about. Mm-hmm. If they feel like yeah. they're safe and they feel like they're cared about – all the other stuff will, f- will fall in line. They'll learn it. It may take a little longer. It may, but they'll get there knowing that there's some sort of support there. Yeah. Because that's really what you go seek out and strive out. Because even when you look at kids who have a rough upbringing and they're like, no, this is my father figure, right? And it's mm-hmm. like, 
the drunk down the street, but he's the <laughs> one that showed you showed some interest. You may right. have picked up his habits, but if that's the one who came in and made you feel safe and feel right, acknowledged right. in that, that's kind of how you're going to go because you're like, well, they care about me, right? Oh, yeah. So uh, at least I know they care about me. Which is, I mean, that ultimately to me is, is one of those things where it's like I could give a fuck less whether you're, whether my kid is like an all-star or a one-star. I could give two fucks, right? The fact that you show up and you try hard and you do your best and, and it is what it is. Like that's, that's to me, that's how it was. I yeah. showed up, I did my best. I, you know, did what I was supposed to, or at least I tried my hardest to do it. And then we went home and everything was fine. Now, not to say that I couldn't, I could have pitched a perfect fucking game, but I'd never hit any home runs. And that's what I got my ass chewed about on the way home. Right. Like that's, I could do 90% of the shit yeah. perfectly, but that, 10% of shit that I fucked up on. That's what I was going to hear about. That's how my dad parented. You never heard the 90%. You always heard the 10%, right? Oh, so when you got home, you beat yourself up so bad. Advice. Well, uh-huh. but that's how, that's what, but as parents, we're all guilty of it too. Mm-hmm. You don't look at, you don't always look at what your kid did right. You look at what they did right. wrong because in your head, you're saying, I want to fix that. I want them to be better. And you can't right. lose the man. You really did it's the well compliment with this. Sandwich. Yeah, you, you have to do the compliment sandwich. Yes. You can't not. Yeah. If you just hit them with all the negative middle pieces, and there's no compliment on either side, I mean, hell, you could do a half a compliment sandwich. Tell them what they did wrong, but tell them what they did right. Yeah, you you, you have know? to mix it all in yeah. there. Hey, dude, you did a really good job pitching tonight. You threw a perfect game. That's awesome. That that that's the best thing you can do. But we got to work on your hitting a little bit, you know. But, and and the thing for him was like we would climb in the truck and he'd be like, "Why the fuck did you do this?" And be like, "You know what? I because yeah. I'm not a fucking professional and I there was a bunch of shit going on and how the fuck was I supposed to know I was gonna pick off the guy at second instead of throw? You know, I mean, yeah. you get into that and it's like, why don't you, you know if you just kind of have a slower approach to it? Great. And I'm not telling anybody how to parent. That that's not. I'm uh, I know I'm not I'm not excelling in that department. <laughs> we have issues every fucking day that I'm like I don't know how to handle this. And thank God I have my wife because there's some issue issues where I walk out of wherever whatever room the kids in and I look at her in the face and I go, "This is yours, or we're buying. We're gonna have to buy a new house because this bitch will be in a bunch of fucking little black wooden chunks at the end of the night." Yeah, this fire department gets done with it because I'm just like I walk in, I see someone, I'm like I could fucking kill you right now, trial. <laughs> well, <laughs> just like blow up. She's like, oh, I got it, I got it. You know, one thing I always I find kind of funny, uh, and especially now, and I I notice we've done. I know we've me and my wife have done this. I don't. I have not forced my kids or made them do the all the things I did. Right. And so there's times yes, I look you, at them. You slightly fit into this because oh, no, no, I'm, your kids I'm, still have things they want to do that you push them in. Yeah. I've I'm, seen it. I'm soft. I mean, when it comes to them, I'm very, I'm gentle. My rules are very much, there's a, I, I'm an over explainer. So my poor oh, yeah. kids you get a dissertation. like a motherfucker. Yeah. They get a dissertation. <laughs> I do. I totally do. To my I think kids. that just comes from your job, though. Yeah. Well, 
how many years you've had to explain to fucking 10 people the same fucking thing. Well, right look, for most of them, I, especially with my kids. Especially Ooh, I got my... to see him snap the other day. Luckily, it was at me. Oh, yeah, I did snap at you. Yeah, it happens on occasion. Not it doesn't often. normally happen, and I think it's the first time he's ever done it to me. It was kind of, I was like, hmm, okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, it's. A... But the the guy who was standing next to me was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, hmm, I should have maybe gone into this question with a little bit more information. <laughs> and I kind of looked at him like, you motherfucker. <laughs> and away we went. Yeah. Well, but that, see, that goes back. I I let my kids pretty much do for the most part they want. But if they're involved in something, they have to give their all. They have to do it, try to do it right to their best ability. And they have to see it through because yeah. those were like you, those were the things I were taught. And one of the best ways is, I don't know who I'm waving at, but Carly, hi, Carly, uh, was accountability, right? Mm -hmm. You know, so when you talk about that, when you wanted to quit and he said, okay, then you got to tell everybody you quit. Exactly. Well, I did the same thing. I didn't want to go to football practice. Oh yeah. And I was like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. And so my dad finally got pissed off. He said, well, you still got to go turn in all your shit. So get your ass out of bed and go turn your stuff in and tell them you quit. Unlike, unlike <laughs> you, though, I did. I was like, oh, all right. I said hi, by the way. <laughs> so I took all my stuff in and turned it in and I quit. And nothing's worse than you doing that and having the coach look at you like, and I was not a great player by any means, mm -hmm. but was like, you could tell the like the disappointment, not like, yeah, right. oh, thank God, I don't have to deal with this kid anymore. It was like, are you sure? And, but that that fuels me later on. Is those that's one of those moments where later you look at it, that fuels you to push through some other things because you're like, man, that was tough, and it was okay, mm -hmm. it was tough, but no, nah, I got to see my shit through. Like, I can't. It is one of those things that I would suggest as a parent now watching it, that if you're going to allow them to, to quit whatever it is, right. Which I don't in my house, when she gets old enough or when they both get old enough, the, the thing will be, you either play a musical instrument or you play a sport because I want something to take up your time other than fucking phone calls and, right. you know, stupid shit that doesn't mean nothing. Wants there to be some kind of structure, and luckily in our area, the school, um, our 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 school divisions, they all very Offer, well take into yeah. sports and music styled stuff. So, and I could give a shit less if she wants to stand up there and be part of choir. That's that's great. Yeah, it does. You don't have to pick up an, a a well, piece it, of musical instrument or or a sport if you're going to be in choir. That's fine, but you need to make sure that when it comes time for my ass to sit in a fucking <laughs> sit in a goddamn gymnasium. Understand that when you hit that right note, I'm going to be out there. That's my girl right there. Yeah. That's my girl. I'm going to be shouting out. I don't give a fuck what song you're singing at the moment. I'm going to fuck it up because I'm going to be coach. I'm going to be, you know, it's football. I'm going to be in there banging the sticks together and ringing the cowbell and shit, you know. Because oh, yeah. that's how I know how to fucking cheerlead for someone. That's what you do. And they're your kid. Exactly. So you're going to you're going to be the one that she's going to be like, "Oh, 
fuck. God damn it, Dad it's made it to this yeah. one. Embarrassing. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, but again, right? you don't grow. I'll be the dad with the choir student who I drop her off at school and crank the tunes up to like some goofy ass song, and I'll just be singing it, jamming, you know, and she's like, "Oh my god, Dad, stop, please!" She like try to roll the window up, and we lock in that bitch. <laughs> but it's those. It's like. As everybody says, you have to be uncomfortable to grow. You don't grow out of comfort. And so that goes back to you have to be accountable and you have to see stuff through. Same thing. My my oldest, we put him in T-ball and baseball. He did it for two years. I was shocked he wanted to do it the second year because he didn't really seem to like it the first time around. I will give him credit, though. He saw it all the way through and never once said, I quit or I don't want to go, right. even though you knew at times, but as soon he knew as he didn't want to, but yes, he, was, he went, yeah, he did what he was supposed to do. And this at, is the oldest boy. Yeah. And at the end of it, he's, he, he actually didn't even say anything at the end. We kind of figured, but when it came around the next year, we asked and he's like, no, I don't, I don't want to do that. Please don't make yeah. me sign up for that. Well, and that's the best part too, because I seen when we went to the batting cage with him, that one time you could tell he wanted like he did, but he didn't want to be in that, that situation of the team thing. Like he, you knew he wanted to try, like you could see him and it, especially the second time after he hit the first time and you were kind of like, yeah, you know, we're going to keep hitting. And he was like, well, can I do it again? Yeah. And it was like, oh, okay. So there's a spark of something like he wants to do it. It just, there's something that makes him uncomfortable in it. A lot of it for him is, and it's a mindset, and a lot of kids have this, and so I try to help work him through it, is he's very hard on himself if he doesn't walk in and he's not good right away. Right. So he struggles with it. And he's a little bit of a perfectionist when he does stuff. So if he, and and that's the problem, instead of being okay with not being good, right, and he struggles a little bit to work through it it takes a little more time with him so right he's more apt to because he knows he has to see it all the way through like i think me and him had it out when he was very young once yeah it was like i think he got the don't ever ask me to do it again if like this is the attitude you're gonna have right you're not gonna participate and you're just gonna be mopey and crappy i'm not taking you to do these things if this is who you're going to be, it's not fair to the yeah. people you do it with. Yeah. It's not, I, I don't want to, I don't want to say waste my time. I want to spend time with you and do things, but this is not how we're going to do it. Uh, we're not going to take time out of our day, both of us, right. to just be upset and pissed off at each other <laughs> yeah, and not want to exactly. be here. So we're going to find things we want to do. So if you don't want to do it, you have to tell me up front, I'm out. Yeah, you have to let me know. And the, and the biggest thing, like when I was doing baseball, right, as a kid growing up, um, I told my mom one day, I was like, Mom, I don't, I don't know that I want to play baseball this year. And my mom like looked at me like, oh, God, no. <laughs> this is going to suck, right? And so because she knew it was going to piss my dad off, even though my dad was going to let me. But he he still had requirements, you know. Yeah. I don't have to play baseball, but I have to do something. Can't just sit on my ass and be worthless. I have to do something, right? And uh, so his something to baseball season was, okay, well, 
your uncle needs some help at the farm, so you can go over there and help him with that. I was like, fuck, (laughs) because I already did that. You know, I did that anyways. But now I got to do it more like shit. This is work. I don't know that I want to do. Right. And and we kind of had this this little knockdown thing. It was nothing special. I mean, I wasn't I wasn't but just like 10 ish. You know, I was I was still a fairly young kid. It's not like we got in a fist fight over it. No, it just it was, you know, him sitting there like. You don't realize how good you are at this sport. You're doing very good. I push you hard. Because I know you're good at it. I push you even harder because I feel I had a chance to do something good with it. But I know you do. Right. And and I never realized that until I was probably 16. And well, I was, it would have been a little younger than that. Because it went from uh, league ball as children to school ball. Right. right. That's where that big step is made. Well, yeah. right before we get into school ball, all the kids on the team above us in an age bracket that, that was more than us was like, no, no, no. The cutoffs on this date. He has to sign up and play on our team. Like they were like trying to fucking get everybody. Oh, no. And then once they were like, no, no, no. The, the cutoff date is right. He's in the right league. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. They were like, well, can he sign a petition to come play in our, our league? You know, and blah, blah, blah. And, and the all the people at the sign up desk were like, well, yeah, I mean, it's up to his parents if he if they want, you know, if they're OK with that, he can do that. And I looked at my dad. And I was like, I want to get better before I go there. Like, I don't want to be like they see me as this good ball player, but I want to be better when right. I step into that ring. Right. I don't want to be the guy who steps in as this good ball player and gets my ass handed to me because I don't know what I'm doing. I want to learn the things I need to do. I don't want to continue to practice them until I get into them. My dad was like, yeah, no, it's fine. You can play in the league you in the league yeah. you're supposed to. And so my kiddo is an extremely good swimmer. She's also, as far as I can figure, ambidextrous because she can throw just as hard with her left hand as she can with her right. And I'm like, okay, so we're not buying you a mitt for a couple more years. Yeah, first switch pitcher in history. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sure she could do it, man. She's, no, that's awesome. She's, yeah. She's impressively smart. This is the other thing that I realized that she's probably not my child <laughs> because she is. She is super smart. That child, that three-year-old is amazingly intelligent. Oh, yeah. She's going to be one of those kids that you have to put in those accelerated classes or whatever. But they're doing away with those. Are they? I Fuck, I don't know. I I think they are, actually. Because it's it's not inclusive to the stupid kids. Oh, is that is another one of those feelings thing? Yeah. Nope. Here's where I land with this whole thing, and I'm I'm sure somebody's going to give me some shit. No. Well, maybe outside of Feelings <laughs> are not verified because they are fucking feelings. They are not facts. No, they're not facts, but you have to be conscious of feelings, but it's okay. You see, no. here, you know, here's where the problems with Since the feelings when, go. Hold on. Hold on. I'm going to say this real quick. Since when... Was the fucking tiger, lion, cheetah, whatever, ever accepting of the the feelings of the gazelle? Well, a, not a fucking once. A, we're we're not tigers and gazelles, and I don't know who. Whoa! That is. What the fuck was that? That was trippy. That's a new one. <laughs> but what I will say, I understand this to a point because, like, I, I get that we're we're more 
We're more evolved than that, exactly. right? Allegedly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. allegedly. We're more evolved than that, allegedly. Totally no. Yeah. Here's where... Feelings I... only cause problems. <sighs> I think feelings are valid and have to be acknowledged, but here's where the feelings thing goes sideways. It's okay to not have good feelings all the time. <laughs> and that's huh? that's where the feelings thing gets thrown it's okay for a kid to feel bad. Yeah. It, it, it's okay. That's how you learn and get better is when you feel bad. I had once in a, I pissed me off in a teacher's or in one of those parent teacher conferences, I had a teacher tell me, well, he's just got to learn that, you know, some of the other kids aren't as fast as him and he just has to wait. And it's like, no, why don't you give him something no. else to do if he's capable your job as a teacher is to push him to be better. Yeah, if that at was the case, same, we wouldn't have the Olympics. Right. At the <laughs> same time, you as the teacher. Hey, slow down. you got to wait for the yeah. fat kid on yeah. skis. Slow yeah. down. But yeah. at, at the same time, it's your job as a teacher to juggle, to help the person who's not as fast mm -hmm. get there or do it as a, as a speed. It's not. But not at the expense of. The other end, the kid who's, yeah. you know, who's excelling. Yeah. So you have you as the teacher have to find a way to balance that. But that's why you see a lot of, well, through the generation I grew up, being ten years off, and it's mm -hmm. still some. But when I grew up, there was a lot of kids, the really smart kids. I saw a ton of them. They got burned up on drugs and everything else because they were bored, because nobody pushed them to mm. use what they had. They were bored. It was too easy. They didn't. So right, they found other right. shit to do with their time. And typically it was way more destructive. Carly says it's True. normal, but people act like it's supposed to be happy rainbows and puppy dogs all the time. And that that's where it, instead of that's where the problem is, instead of acknowledging the feelings and giving them tools to deal with them. <laughs> yeah. And saying, yeah, it's OK for you to be upset about this. Look. This is why things like the chainsaw and the locomotive were built, right? Right. Little Timmy's out there struggling to pick up the fucking axe to chop down the tree. And they were like, we got to speed Timmy up. This is bullshit. We're losing <laughs> yeah. money. Let's go. Hey, what if we take this saw blade, wrap it around a bar, hook a fucking two-stroke to it, and see how fast he moves it? Oh, fuck. Timmy's passing everybody. What? Let's give them all two-stroke fucking cutting saws, you know? And next yeah. thing you know, everybody's moving. You're doing proficient. Yeah, look. But... It, you... You can't succeed without failing, and that's exactly. that's where the feelings go wrong. Is we we're teaching children and everybody that they can, they should, they should only have good feelings. It's like no, yeah, it's okay. No, that's off. why you have an array of emotions. <laughs> Just sit in your safe space. I want to. This should be a, a check mark thing on a fucking job application. Do you need a safe space? Yes. Not getting the job. No. Getting the job. You know what I mean? Like that's. That's one of them things because here's it. Not that everybody doesn't have their safe safe space because you do. Everybody yeah. has that, whether it be in your car, sitting somewhere, just hanging out for a little bit, listening to some music, and just clearing your head, whatever it is, right? A padded room with microphones and camera equipment. You know, I mean, whatever it is. Well, it, you, you have you to have a release. Your, yeah, you you find your your safe space, which is ultimately just what it is that you do yeah. to 
let all that shit go, even, right? Doesn't you have to be like a literal, like physical place? Yeah, yeah. it like, could just be a, a, a mental something yeah. that you have to do to to clear mm-hmm. clear your shit out, right? Yeah, sometimes it's going and sitting in the car, turning the radio way up, and closing your eyes for a few minutes, just out in the yeah. parking lot to just be like, oh, right. Know? Sometimes it's taking lunch. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. You you fucking work all however many fucking weeks and that one week is just a little bit too much you're like you know what i'm gonna go take lunch and just kind of clear my head for a minute yeah i've told more than one person hey just go take a walk yeah you know it, it's okay go take a walk yeah, hey, walk away we have these really cool things at our work it's called a golf cart go <laughs> just go just go drive yeah, around the lot for a minute and just kind of get some cool air and just just look at some stuff i mean you don't even have to just go out there and just drive around a little, for a couple minutes Maybe that's all it is that changes the whole fucking day, you know? And I feel like at some some point in time, everybody's a counselor at work, too. Well, right? but... Because the- everybody's like, oh, man, this fucking weekend, let me tell you, you know, this and this happened. And just shit went downhill. And then your coworker's like, yeah, man, I totally get it. It kind of sucks. So, like, I, I agree with you. That, that's kind of a shit deal, whatever. Sometimes just that 10-minute conversation everybody's a counselor. You talk to him for 10 minutes and fucking away you go. And maybe that's all you needed. Right. But that goes back to, it's okay to have not happy emotions. But yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, but that's when, that's the reason it causes so many problems now though, is when a child or somebody walks up and they're like, I'm upset. And you're like, Nope, you can't be upset. <laughs> it's not a lot. Well, no, that's what they're no, called. I've... They're like, Oh, we have a, we have a, um, well, we have two viewers on TikTok. Uh, Whoa. We have Carly and we have, and I don't know his name, um, but his, his screen name is Peter, or uh, yeah, it's Peter Bill Flatbed. Oh, okay. And he's a, a tow truck driver out of New York. Oh, nice. Ooh. And he says that his safe space is playing on the side of the highway. So, wow. And Carly uh, writes and listens to music or podcasts. She's yeah. pointing out. Oh, that's true. <laughs> well, we have uh yeah. I think we have one on Instagram and it's Jessica. Oh, Jessica's back, huh? Yeah, she hops in. I mean, we must not offend her too much. So <laughs> uh, she's listened to quite a few. So a, a listener that Eric brought us, but she hops in and, and listens. But but again though, it's relatability too, though. I yeah. mean and that's the difference. I think you have to teach people a how to be relatable how to deal with what they're going through and that it's okay to go through it. That's, that's what creates the biggest issues is so many kids grow up being told it's not okay to feel this way. Right. But they're not told. Well, that was a big thing when, when back more in your time um, and partially into our time. Yeah. uh, (laughs) uh, Being a different sexual opinion. Oh yeah, right. Like I'm, not, I'm not saying, hey, go chop off your junk and whatever. No, but in the whole to. being gay or straight was a huge thing, and you know, back when. Oh yeah, you weren't. You know, our parents were kids. That was like, nope. What's wrong with you? We'll send yeah. them to. We'll send them yeah. off. We'll send them to wherever military school. I think back we'll, then was the we'll big one. We'll pray it out of them. We'll <laughs> send them to boot camp. <laughs> right. Well. It was, I believe the statement I heard, and don't fucking blow me up on this. <laughs> the one statement I heard, and it was a very derogative term from back in the day, was I'll beat the queer out of him. Oh, yeah. Right? I mean, that's... Yeah. And I, 
I'm like, well, I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> but that was a big one. Like the yeah. whole sexuality thing was a huge, uh, huge thing before, you know, much before our time. Obviously, nowadays, it's not, it's, if I can probably run into a gay person once a day and not even know it. You know, it's, so I mean, okay. It, that one was different. In that case, since it was requested. Oh, I even got some foam on my mic stand <laughs> and my pant leg, apparently. I was a little excited there. Yeah. <laughs> that one wanted all of the ASMR. Right <laughs> but. No, yeah, there's there's a bit of the, I don't know. Nobody ever. It's the fact that we have to label it. Kobe, it out. that was a pretty nice shot. <laughs> Left-handed, even. Yeah. Did you see that shit? That was like, bam. There's a stranger money. in the house. <laughs> That's money, dude. So where yeah. were we? I don't know. Yeah, I, we that were... was such an amazing fucking shot yeah, right there. You got I your beer can in the trash can, so it's like, <laughs> oh my god, amazing oh, yeah. things! Now it, it, and the crowd goes wild. Oh. <sighs> Here we go. <laughs> well, uh, well, here's here's my question, Dave. How how old are your kids? Three and four. Three and four. Okay, oh, so they're at a great age. Yeah, so yeah. you're running into that wild age, exactly that like craziness stuff. Um, oh, I'll be honest, I miss that age. Do you? Oh, hundred percent. I'm sure you miss being able to just one hand them into your arms and tickle them <laughs> and shit. Because no. your kids both are well, the one of them, he's old enough now that it's like you got. He's being he's no, becoming I, a he's yeah, becoming he, a young man. I mean, he's, yeah. There's no. My younger one, the seven-year-old, I can still do that too. Can you? And he's he's a little guilty of it. It's so weird not to cut you guys off for whatever reason. When we go somewhere in public, like that kid is pretty independent, and for the most of the part, really doesn't want two shits to do with me most of the time. <laughs> it, no, it's just how he is. I mean, the shit he says to me sometimes, I'm like, what the what the fuck did you just say? Um. But when we're out, if we travel or we're in public or anything like that, he is attached to me. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, hey, Dad, pack me around. It's like, dude, uh, you're seven. You can walk. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but there's a little bit of that. But he's 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 little, though. He's skinny. and He's getting tall, but he's skinny and everything else. And I can still pack him around. And he... That that apparently, it, when we're out and about, I am the safe space for him. Uh, it's like, yeah. Dad, pack me around. It's like, oh, he likes to do that. Yeah. So, but no, you have the great age, partially because of that. It, it, it's yeah. well, I think the flips. Though, in my case, it's just that my four year old is is fiercely independent, and, oh, that's so and much he, fun. he's like he can entertain himself. Uh huh. However, wherever, uh, get into trouble all sorts I mean, and he i mean he obviously like both of them are i'd say they're daddy's boys or whatever like um, right right they always have been um but so but my young the three-year-old like it's just, like he is fucking attached to me all the time yeah. like, he wants to be next to me in my lap mm-hmm. in my arms on my shoulders something 
all the time. And it's just, it's, it's a struggle when just like one is the exact opposite. And I'm like, there are just so many times where I'm like, why can't you be like your well, brother where, yeah, I, where right. you could just entertain yourself? Like, I don't, you know, like I want a path of least resistance here in a moment. Right. Yeah. Right. I, I got lucky. Both okay. mine are, we can, we can all three be in the same room. And probably what won't up, sit. Bam. <laughs> yeah. It, it, well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, there. I, I always get the like when we go somewhere, or I, I always made the joke about my older one, but it applies to both of them. I could leave the room. I could probably leave the house, and they wouldn't realize for a <laughs> solid hour right. that I was even gone. Yeah. So, See, mine. Like to the point where she's yelling at me. I'm trying to come down here and do the podcast, and she's yelling at me from the living room to keep my attention long enough. Oh yeah! And finally, I'm like, okay, yeah, and I shut the door and I run. You know, but I would tell you that's more of a little girl thing, though. Oh yeah. Oh, she's definitely daddy's little girl. Yeah, because she is my little princess. Yeah, she wants your attention locked in all the time, and I. I think that's way more of a girl thing because even my niece, my oldest niece, who is an adult now, when she was little and we would watch her, you had to do everything with her. Like mm-hmm. it, if it was like that's my niece is that same way. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I want a color. Okay. You get them all the stuff out. You set them up at the table. You even sit next to them and they're like, are you going to start color? Yeah. They like start to color and then they like eventually they stop and they look at you like you have a fucking crayon, bitch. Yeah, (laughs) you know, even to like whatever she was watching, she loved this Sailor Moon cartoon and like, but you had to be engaged in watching it with her. She was like, what are you doing? And you're like, (laughs) I really don't want to watch this. I turned it on to keep you entertained. Right. Right. Man, I don't know why, but I keep yawning tonight. The lights are dimmer or something. I don't know, but well, it's bad. Well, you don't have that light on, the one behind your phone. That kind of gives you a little blast. Your a little bit of the wake. The... I don't think it's plugged in. No, it's not. I'll deal with it later. <laughs> I didn't yawn until you brought it up. Uh-huh, yeah. I don't know. for whatever. It's been kind of a busy day. We went. <laughs> Carly loves Sailor Moon, by the way. Oh, I'm sure. Yes. My my thing oh, is... Oh, yeah, so does Jessica. Fuck yeah, Sailor Moon. <laughs> there I go. Hey, here's, here's old Casey just fucking that up. Yeah, well, my wife uh, loves Sailor Moon, too. So no. apparently I, I picked the wrong one to bag on a little bit. <laughs> I don't know. With my three-year-old, some of the stuff is... uh like Like with us playing softball and everything... She's been to a few games, and this year has been kind of rough because we have all eight games. Oh, yeah. And so she's really – she's wanted to go, wanted to go. And i, I got to tell you, I broke her heart the other day, and I didn't even realize it until after the fact, until like a couple days later. I was just like, oh, shit. Like it just clicked into my head because I was thinking about how cute the gesture was, right? And then I was like – and I totally just fucking destroyed that. Right. So I'm getting ready to leave for the softball game. And she comes around and she's like, Dad, wait, Dad, wait. And I'm like, What? What? And she goes running into the kitchen because we were talking about them eating dinner. And, and yeah. I, I won't eat before the game because I don't want to puke at first base. 
I get you. She runs into the kitchen. She opens the fridge door. She grabs out two cheese sticks, shuts the fucking fridge door, and she comes running as fast as she can back to the front door. She goes, take these, and holds them up like they were the fucking Olympic <laughs> torch. Take these, and, like, hands them out there. And I was like, oh, I would, honey, but I, I can't eat before the game. I'll I'll end up being sick. And she was just like, oh, Okay, and I was like, God damn it, you fucking animal. You know this rule. (laughs) If the little girl hands you the teacup and tells you to drink, you are now part of the tea party and you drink. I don't know. I don't give a fuck how scary, big, and tough you are. Fucking three-year-old hands you a pink cell phone. You (laughs) answer that phone call to mommy, even if she's 10 feet from you. Yes, 100%. And yes. I fucked that up completely. But it should have been like, oh, thank you, honey, so much. Take the mm-hmm. tea stick. I'll eat them at the game. I don't care if you go throw the thing in the dumpster. <laughs> uh-huh. You yeah. walk away with yeah. those cheese sticks. And I screwed that up, and I should have. But so now, and the funny part, too, is like bedtime's at 9 o'clock, right? So at about 8.20, her and I go into the bathroom. She goes potty, and then we brush our teeth. And then, she, you know, she goes in and picks out a book and Kara normally reads a book to her, and she goes to bed. So on the nights that I'm not here for that, for you know, mainly our Sunday or Monday nights when we're doing softball, we read a story before I leave, or if I can, I'll talk to her for a good ten fifteen minutes, just sitting there with her on my on my knee, and we're just kind of going back and forth and that kind of stuff before I leave because I leave here about seven forty five. Yeah, gives me about an hour. Yeah, get you warm up, up get my cleats on, do all that kind of shit. Think of the lineup, who's playing where, who do I have, who do I not have, that kind of shit. We'll do story. We'll do a little bit of a story, or we'll just sit there and BS for ten, fifteen minutes before I leave, that kind of stuff. And that has made the difference because when we don't do that. Come nine o'clock, she's not a happy camper. And oh yeah, Mama ends up fighting with her until I get home at fucking God only knows what time. Yeah, or until finally she's just so exhausted she falls asleep. But it's like shit. Well, she didn't get her dad time. Right, and that's that's the other thing too is, I mean, we hit the whole you know, your parents turning you into who you are, but when they're not there. It's like this huge issue, right? Dave, well, I, I wonder. You're, what, you have a, a custody agreement, correct? Right. So you have your kids some days and don't have them other days. Is it difficult when you have them and they do something a specific way? I mean, it's got to be a little more it, challenging. It, it can be, but the, the the flip side of that is, you know, like, like as effective communication to to say and just to be on the same page like with my ex-wife to, to where it's like hey like wind down for bedtime is seven thirty. right the co-parenting and, yeah so and, and then it's like okay and then this is like the bedtime routine let's keep it consistent wherever they are um so that way it, it makes it a lot easier on both of us um is to just try to be on the same page 
like you know, it's it doesn't always work right all the time but co-parenting uh, isn't always effective but it can yeah. be but it can be it's it's yeah. as difficult as, as you make it in a sense right i um, and i i hate that yeah. i hate when some people are like oh my god you know this or that or i can't do this because then if the kid says anything then you know well the I mean, wife or, or the ex-wife or the ex-husband is going to be a fucking nightmare and blah 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 and it's like get the fuck over it you guys have realized at this point because you're separate that you didn't work well together but you still have to work together right to be well for the child yeah right sure. like that to me is is when i see two parents who do stupid shit like you know Oh, I'm just going to pump them full of candy and send them back to their mom's house. Or I'm going to fucking fill them full of these bullshit dreams to fucking, and then go to their dad's house and they're going to hate it and blah, 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 you know? Yeah, you. It's like fucking co parent together. Jesus fucking Christ. You two, you two did your things and you figured out that you didn't work. So great. But quit fucking up the kid. Like, God damn it. We have a future in front of us and eventually these little motherfuckers are going to be running an office and all this other shit. Quit fucking them up. Well, yeah, it's got to be about the kids, not using them as a weapon to try to hurt the other person with. Right, yeah. yeah. Rule number one, like, has to be, like, hey, we we love our kids. Like, everything has to be, like, in their best interest. Yeah. You're in their well-being. Like, right. It's, like, yeah. it's, like and, if you don't have that as your foundation to, like, your co-parenting, then you're fucked. Like, it's, yeah. it's going to be that. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't to be honest i couldn't imagine i uh, I, I wouldn't want to have to do the copain thing yeah it's it's tough sometimes in in, in more in the fact that cuz in, in divorce agreements anymore um it's like usually explicitly put in there now that you can't say anything negative about the other parent in front of the children yeah you can't um so back in the, the day it used to just be Defamation that's kind of like a, a, a given that you wouldn't or you shouldn't do that kind of thing. Right. But anymore, it's explicitly in there in most divorce agreements that you can't talk smack oh, about oh. the other parent in front of your kids. And there's um, just sometimes where I'm like, God, I would love to. <laughs> like, yeah. but, <laughs> All yeah. right. Yeah, you have to. You have to hold your tongue on a lot of things. Yeah, yeah I would yeah. I got to give it to it, though, or give it to the ones who try, because co-parenting is a super fucking hard deal. And well, and the ones that try those ones, those that's the that's the real sport there, because that I mean, if you're at least trying, yeah, maybe you're not doing the best. Maybe you failed somewhere or whatever. At least you're fucking trying, because there's a lot of people who are like, fuck it, I'm going to go get smokes and they don't come home. You know, yeah, right. that kind of thing, you know? Well, I mean, but that's something like if it'd be way different, say, if we'd gotten divorced and children weren't involved or whatever. But I mean, we had kids together. So it's like, they're my life now. You got like, I couldn't fathom, you know, like abandoning my kids, especially since they're not in front of me, <laughs> given who their mom is some days. I'm just like, you know what? I really wouldn't be comfortable with her being like the sole person rearing yeah. and raising. Oh, children. yeah. Right. Like they need they need dad like in their lives. Jessica says co-parenting sucks balls, <laughs> but kids come first. <laughs> 100%. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, co-parenting, I'm sure, does suck balls. That's I've watched yeah. enough people go through it. It's like well, I, I mean, you're just... still co-parenting even well, as even married, yeah, sure. but right, but at I mean, a different two, level. Yeah, I was going to say <laughs> two different. It's... I'm not going to lie. The other day, my and my wife is is fucking pregnant, right? Like we're <laughs> right. going on the fucking Jesus Christ, are you pregnant? Yeah, and uh, she'd had enough. She'd had a long fucking day, and what she said over top of the child probably wasn't the correct thing to say, but she had enough of, and, and it was a long fucking day and I get it. But I'm not pregnant. And when I heard it, I was like, what the fuck did you just say? Like, I want yeah, to just pop up and just smack her in the mouth. Right. And I, and I got it. And I, I said something to her and she was like, you do it all the time. And I'm like, no, I don't do that. Like that. I, yeah. I'll call her a Turkey. Or a little turd, you know, or whatever. But it's normally in play, even though I know it means more than that. I'm, it's normally like, oh, you little turkey, you know, silly turkey, whatever it is. But you come across those things where you're just like, yeah, we're not going to do this again. Yeah. Don't no. don't fucking say shit like that to our child because I, I may be liable to, you're not up, you know, you're not going through the world's worst fucking day. I may stand up and be like, what the fuck did you just say? Yeah. We may have fucking, we may have fighting words going down, you know? We may have problems. <laughs> exactly. I, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, you're each going to do things different. And the way I see her parent, I feel is, is soft and, and this like cuddly, like, <laughs> oh, it's okay. You did something bad and we'll learn about it, but blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, No. What you did was fucking wrong. Go in your room. Like, it's a sharp, harsh fucking well, it was, boo. And what was like, for, tough for, for in my case when I was married and stuff was that, like, like she, same way, like, I was the disciplinarian yeah. kind of thing to where it would always be like, you deal with this, Dave. <laughs> like, or, or like, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, Lucas did this. Like, Get in there, grizzly like, bear, Dave. Yeah, like, yeah, like, he did this. <laughs> like, you need to punish him. And I'm like, Okay, you want me to like punish <laughs> let me for eat some spinach first? Ago? Yeah, you, like you can. what? Like you, they don't. Yeah, they're not going to understand. Like or or whatever. Like it doesn't make sense. Like if you correct the behavior then and there, like come on. Yeah. Well, and and, and in the whole case of the form too is it's like when it happens right in front in front of you, you're going to have a reactionary discipline for said whatever action it was, right? After the fact, it's just we're going to need to talk about this, right? I mean, because you, you still want to cover the base of, yes, I'm not happy with you. It wasn't exactly what you, you know, you shouldn't have done this. But it's not that reactionary point of discipline of, you know, putting them in timeout right then and there or whatever, you Ooh, know. Yeah. I mean, that needs to happen. Right. I mean, is that, I mean, if you don't explain, like. Yeah, you still have to have the conversation yeah. even after the reactionary thing. But if you weren't there to perform that reactionary thing when it happened, you still need to have that conversation. Because it's still, and even with like the three-year-old, you still have to talk to him. You still have to let him know, hey, this was not okay. Don't do it again. Not like you could change anything from six hours ago, but, you know, hey. What what made you, why did you do this? And start going down that road of figuring out why and what and how and all this shit. Yeah, you have to have the, um, exp you, at that point, you can't go in and discipline them. 
but you can still have a conversation <laughs> right. with him of, yeah. hey, this this wasn't appropriate. Yeah, exactly. Why'd you do this? So going forward, know that this isn't going to be acceptable behavior, you know. Right. Well, and, and a lot of it, too. I love this. My favorite one is, um, and it happened to me this past weekend, I got shushed, or not shushed, but I got told to watch my language. And I'm like, because you cannot teach your child not to say something does not mean I need to hold my tongue. Yeah. I, in in the form of we're all adults here and, and, you know, maybe the kid on the floor hears what I say. You should be able to teach your child that that's not okay. We have what's called mommy daddy words. And it's yeah. really funny because that backfires on me all the time because my mom will say something or my sister will say something or my dad, right? And she'll immediately go into recommendation on them. She'll be like, um, that's a mommy daddy word and you can't say that. And it's like, oh, Jesus, that is hilarious. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. When I first seen the look on Papa's face, when she told him that, he was like, what the hell? (laughs) The look was great. But again, I, I already have the line for that. If I was ever told that, if I, if it was like your dad's situation there, I'd be like, yeah, and I'm his daddy. So, uh-huh. yeah. yeah. Uh, who do you think taught him <laughs> yeah. that word at five o'clock on a Friday in the garage? You know. Yeah. But it was—it's hilarious. But again, she knows you don't get to say these words. Mommy and daddy get to say these words, and when I get old enough, I can say these words. But right now, I can't say them. She knows that. It's been. And I get, I always give her the benefit of the doubt, right? She says something. If she uses it correctly, I'm not going to come down on no, her like a, and a bag can't. of bricks. But I'm going to look at her and be like, hey, next time be like, oh, dang it. Yeah. You know, because that's a word that she can say and get away with. But, ah, fuck, probably isn't. <laughs> right. I don't know. Like, I, I'm honestly, I think I'm to a point where, where I don't really, like, I don't really care. Like, I don't actually swear that much, period. Right. Um... But it's one of those things, like, situationally. Yes. Like, it's a thing. Like, so, for instance, where we worked um, at a a landscape and irrigation dealer or whatever. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Like, the way your customers speak. Oh, right. Is, oh, yeah. is very much, like, cuss galore. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, where oh, yeah. to actually, like, be sort of relatable to people sometimes. You have to you speak have to. that you way. You have to speak that way. Yeah, absolutely. Otherwise, they look at you... I mean, they don't, they don't trust you or you're, you're, you're a robot or you're whatever. Yeah. For, I mean, it's one of those things like, again, situationally, I think it has purpose. You know, so it's, it's, it's like I said, it's not condemning kids for swearing. Right. It's being like, Hey, just as you get older, there will be appropriate times mm-hmm. and inappropriate times to say it. One of my oh, yeah. favorite ones is the kiddo. We got her or somebody got, I don't, I don't remember if it was us or grandparents or what, but they got her, a. Um, a wheelbarrow, a little radio flyer wheelbarrow to help in the garden and stuff, right? And she had loaded it all full of stuff, but then she didn't she didn't understand. Nobody had taught her how to use it, right? So she picks it up and she's carrying it through the baby gate in her bedroom, and she gets she's running into the gate and shit. She's like all jammed up, and she finally gets outside the gate. She drops the fucking wheelbarrow. It falls over. All the shit falls over, and she goes. That some bitch is heavy, and I was like, oh, "Fuck," <laughs> because I, I, I literally, I was like, "Well, that's me. That's my fault." I, yep, that's me, one hundred percent. Right? I had to own yeah. it, and and my wife, 
it happened to grandma. She's telling me the story after the fact on the phone. And I was like, I'm, I'm sorry, grandma. I'll like, I'll, you know, work with this. But Kara calls me. She goes, did you hear what your daughter said today? Oh, and I was yeah. like, yes, yeah. I heard. And she goes, so then you know why she's your daughter then, right? <laughs> like, yeah, because some bitch doesn't just come out of everybody's mouth. And so, you know, but I, it was one of those things. Yes, it's heavy. No, don't say the word. Eventually, you'll be old enough to explain yourself in that former fashion. Yeah. And I won't hold it against you. But you need to understand that there are those words sometimes when you say them because you think it's just like today. Where's the sprinkles? Oh, shit. You know? Yeah. It sounds rude to somebody else, to somebody who knows you. Yeah, it's like, oh, you're right. Where's the fucking sprinkles, bitch? You know, like you get it too, but you have to have that. These are mommy, daddy words because we've learned how to use them without being, you know, uh, vulgar to somebody or being, you know, and if we do, there's a reason for it. Well, right. She doesn't quite comprehend all of that. She's just using the words we use. And so... We haven't once put her in time out or given her any kind of discipline over. It was simply, it's a conversation we have with her. Hey, that's a mommy, daddy word. I don't want to catch you using it again. You know, and one day she asked me, she's like, when do I get to use mommy and daddy words? I said, when you become a mommy, you can use mommy and daddy words. That's it. When, when that happens, then you're in. You'll be, you'll be grandfathered into it and I won't <laughs> stop you one bit. Well, and that's, that's, that's fair. Yeah. With, for me, it's always been, I just tell my kids time and place. There's a time and place where you can. I don't particularly care at home, but when we're around other people and you got to use it in the right context and it cannot be gratuitous. That's what bothers me more. <laughs> yeah. Is yeah. The, and I get that with like, so when we have my teenage niece, when she comes and stays with us and I notice it more now because she doesn't live with us anymore. And it is, I'll sit there, I'll listen to them. They're talking and she just gets really gratuitous with it. And she's just inserting it in yeah, there to like insert it the in there. Fucking bank to, oh my God. Yeah. Awesome fucking cash. And, yeah. And, and this stupid fucking bitch. I'm sick and motherfucking like, tired of these yeah. motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking <laughs> yeah. plane. Yeah. And so I have to be like, Whoa. <laughs> all right. Enough. Like, yeah. you know, there's no, you don't have a real reason or purpose to be speaking that way. Yeah. So, but again, it's time and place, you know, that's, that's the biggest thing I think. And I think that factors to everything that goes to feelings, everything, time and place. There yeah. is a time and place for all of it. It's learning when that is. Right. No, I would there. agree. Yeah. All right, now that we have exhausted people with our parenting prowess, (laughs) we're going to go into two weeks ago's Would You Rather. Dave, we do Would You Rathers. Yeah. You've heard. You might have heard one or two. Uh So the one on Facebook... I don't even remember what it was. Yeah, well, I, I'd forgotten two, so I was like... There's a lot of shit that happens in a week, let alone two. Oh, no, it... It's amazing you'd think, oh, two weeks, not a big deal. That felt like it's the gap here felt like a long time. I'll, I'll admit the first half hour, 40 minutes of doing this, it, 
taken me a little bit to just get kind of warmed back up into doing it. Yeah, I'm going to tell you right now. When I told you this, like, Monday or Tuesday, whatever it was, I was like, when I texted you and was like, hey, when are we doing the podcast this week? And you were like, I think we should just take the week off. It's, you know, holiday, blah, blah, blah. I was like punched in the nuts because I was like, man, this blows. Now I got, I've got two weeks worth of fucking pinup aggression and shit that I, I need to let go I, <laughs> I, I knew it too. I was like, when you hit me with that text, I'm like, he's going to hate me in about two <laughs> seconds when I'm like, nah, dude, I, no, I, I need the week off. I didn't hate you. I was just like, man. Somebody left my puppy outside in the rain. Oh no, you know? I, I get it because even in my head, I'm like, I'm I'm factoring it. You up. said it, and I was like, I wonder how hard it was for him to text me that. It was. It was <laughs> difficult. I was almost hoping. I was like, maybe he just won't ask, and we'll just slide on yeah. into the next. Yeah. No, that wasn't gonna happen. But I was. I had to factor too. I'm like, okay, I got. We got this going on, this going on. Oh, fuck, man. There's really not a good yeah, day to do this. The whole week was a shit house yeah. for both of us. Oh, yeah. fuck. It was a shit show. But last or two weeks ago is Would You Rather. Would you rather have a 10-inch long belly button that swayed to music or accordions for legs? And we only got Ray and somebody who commented on Ray's. So Ray says, <laughs> I always wanted a 10-inch body part. <laughs> And then Dave Preston said, so did she. Oh, wait, sorry. Hold on. <laughs> I I think Carly just tried to answer the one from three weeks ago, which was the zombies or the dinosaurs thing. Oh, okay. So, Carly, you're going to have to pick dinosaurs or zombies. And this week's was a 10-inch long belly button that swayed to music or accordions for legs. Who was our answer? Ray? Ray. Who went, I always wanted a 10-inch body part. <laughs> <laughs> I remember seeing that, too. Yes. Yes. A 10-inch belly button that sways to music or accordions for legs. I'm going to go with the belly button. <laughs> I think accordions for legs would be, like, really impractical. I don't know. They could be great, though. I'm going to... I See, because I'm going to go with the uh the accordions for legs because i mean could you imagine getting being able to step over as much shit as you would be if they were accordions right because they're gonna you know but what if it's exactly the height you are now but they just close up oh they get shorter that would <laughs> suck ass well that's, see i'm thinking yeah. the other way because when you're stopped and you're standing there because when an accordion's just stopped and standing there, it's that's what it is. It's that one size. But then when you start to walk or you start to play music, right? That's when they get long. When they yeah, but it's going to be out. so yeah. unstable. Like, and then the next question I do have is: Do the accordion muscles? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta work on your core. Get that core good and strong. You'll be fine. Peter Belt says ten. Ten. <laughs> His answer is out. I just see somebody making weird home porn videos with their swaying <laughs> tinted belly button. You'd be an OnlyFans with accordion oh, legs yeah. or their ten inch belly button. I think if we're going on OnlyFans style, the ten inch belly button's gonna get you farther. Yeah, I I would say that. I mean, 
I don't know that I would be comfortable with hearing somebody say, fuck me with your belly button. <laughs> you know, I don't know how I would feel about that. <laughs> I got 10 inches you can suck can, on. We, yeah, right. And then it, it, then it turns into the whole because it sways while the music's playing, right? Throw on some thrash metal. Exactly. I don't know. That Let's could listen be a good to time scream for somebody. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it could... It could make you like that much more pleasuring in the dark, you know, turn on some soft music and it's just over there doing its romantic little swing to the soft music, you know, right until you didn't realize what the mixtape was and all of a sudden fucking here comes some head banging shit. Next thing you know, you're climbing up the fucking wall and you're like, well, this went to shit in a handbasket real quick. Well, see, what I was wondering about accordion legs was if it makes the noise, though. So if you're moving around all wobbly, but you got this annoying, yeah, like every time you take a step. If that's the case, I'll go 10-inch belly button that sways. My thing is, could you imagine, like, kicking somebody? Like, you go to fucking just Spartan kick somebody, and you have that extra fucking stretch. Well, if I guess or that, you like, get the pull compact back then... power, like it just and you just fucking kick somebody in the head. Oh, shite. Ah, well, that'd be pretty good. I could probably roll with that for all those instances where we spar to kick other people. Hey, it might become a thing, right? Like, it, uh, you might just have to fight that way someday, <laughs> and you may need that. And a 10 inch belly button is only going to put you in a shitty situation. And then grab a hold of that motherfucker. Bang! Bang! It's a two arm motion, but they got your belly button in the vice. All right. Jessica says accordion legs. I'm not having a belly button hanging out that looks like a flaccid dick. No thanks. <laughs> Well, and that's the other uh, thing too. Yeah, it may be ten inches long, but it only thing it does is sway to music. It doesn't like get hard or poke straight out. No, it just like well, maybe there. you need the head banging music. <laughs> maybe that's what gets it like really going, right? <laughs> Gives you that like. <sighs> I, well, to me, I guess what would look funnier in in person, like. It, if you rolled up on somebody that had one of these, which one would you be more taken aback by <laughs> or disgusted by or whatever? Probably the 10 inch belly button. Yeah. I mean, like, bro, when are you going to stop lying to her? Right. <laughs> Cause you know, she, you know, dude's going to be dating some smoking hot chick. You were like, okay, well, you're not rich. You don't drive like some fancy exotic car. You're not anything special. But well, you have a ten inch belly button. That's nice. Okay, great. That's how you scored fucking you know the the trim okay, and, and you're with. What are you scoring with accordion legs? Anything I mean you'd have to earn it. A polka party. <laughs> you would have to fucking you earn it. You would be the shit at the family oh, reunion right. with the polka party. <laughs> a polka party. <clears throat> Ooh, I think Carly changed your answer halfway through this. She said accordion. And then she says belly button. <laughs> oh, I don't really know where she's at. Well, I I actually think I'd go accordion lace because I'm just thinking of this like gross kind of fleshy, not even penis, <laughs> but it, have you ever, you've seen like skin tags, right? You know, when people oh, yeah. have like skin tags. So yeah. that's what I envision is this like 10 inch skin tag that just sits there and sways. And See, sways. I'm thinking more or less you get it caught in shit. 
on pro like on an accident type of like oh, oh yeah. hold on let me hide my belly button just a second or uh, it, an somebody's worm. playing music at a fucking funeral and your belly button is just sitting there going doing Ooh, but what thing. if it looked like the cobra like snake charmers when they like <laughs> you know do that you somebody starts up playing and... the fucking recorder and you're, you're like great fuck now here we go I you either. stand up to cheer your fucking little girl's choir concert, you know, and your ten inch belly button hits some dude in the back of the head, and you're just like, yeah, woo, and he's like, would you put your shit in your pants? <laughs> just be like, it could have been my dick, homie. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, which, which one would you like? <laughs> you look deep in thought over. I'm there. trying to read, but the letters on my shirt are making it hard. Because all the letters are in white. Oh my god, that's hilarious. I can't see they disappeared. It's like lot something else. I was like, shit. LOL, you know how easy it would be for that's that's where the car is like what? Yeah, yeah, fuck it. But yeah, I I still I think I'm in on the accordion legs. Dave? Still hanging with the belly button. Oof. Yeah, tiebreaker here. Ah, I think I'm going to have to go accordion legs just because in my head I have this picture of like this fleshy earthworm type deal hanging off my belly button. That, and to like a uncircumcised penis. No, is that? Like, but I don't ever want to you know, have competition immediately right there. Like that would just be horrible. Well, think about, though, having to keep it out of the way during the act, right? Because it's going to hang down there. So, you, like, you'd have to adjust it. I think, I, I think like, anything, you'd, you'd get used to it. Just be what it is. Yep. Are we going to do this? Yeah, hold on. Let me get the duct tape. <laughs> tape it up. Yeah, well, so, <laughs> but then you, so, but you, then that takes it in the whole other realm, right? You have you get to that where you just deal with it. So you'd have, you'd run into the people that it disgusted because it would, that's just how right. it would be. they'd be disgusted. But then you wouldn't run into necessarily the person who could just deal with it. You'd have the one that was overly. The fetishist. What yes. Exploited. That, yes. That, that was like Exploit a the little the 10 inch belly button. Too into it. That yeah. was. Yeah. That it's like, do you are you really around for me? Or I mean, that's an OnlyFans a... that's going to be only... pretty aggressive yeah. right there. It's like, uh... see, and the other thing too is with like the accordion legs, you could always clip like they have little locks on them, so they won't <laughs> extend right. So you could just hook bungee cords and shit on to for stability. But if you just wanted to, if you were just walking around or whatever, you could just hook a strap to them so that you just walk around and. I mean, you'd be like Cotton on fucking King of the Hill, but... I kill fitty men! Uh Uh-huh, exactly. (laughs) Fitty (laughs) tojos. King of the Hill was great. (laughs) The only... Every time now somebody mentions anything from King of the Hill, I'm just like, I'm gonna go down and get me a ball blast. (laughs) That's the only thing I can think of. Now, they're... That uh, Hank Trill or uh, the one I made you, the Swahili. 
they use the oh, Hank Hill voice, yeah. and he's like, ah. "Oh, it's I have to find it. It's good stuff." <laughs> There's I'm gonna a, a go funny... down and sell some propane. Yeah. <laughs> he like gets all into it. Uh, Hank Hill like Pokemon battle. Oh, I have <laughs> not seen you this. Pick that up. Hank Hill Pokemon battle. Oh my yeah, god, who's gonna be in for that? It's super weird. <laughs> I, I can see that. Like, I mean, uh, uh, oh shit. Well, you know, I'm gonna say we are like two hours into this plus. We better, we better shut this one down so, if we want number two. We we're gonna wrap up this one. Uh, for anybody on live feeds and stuff like that, we will be back in probably ten, fifteen minutes. Stops. If we don't just hang ten, yeah. So we may be right back. Um, Anyway, uh, we appreciate everybody listening. Again, thanks to the Rhode Island listener to get us to those 50 states. Uh, and all of the other listeners in the other 50 yes. states I, who I, did their work before Rhode Island. I, I'm <laughs> just saying thanks for putting us over the top. We appreciate all the longtime listeners that have been in it. Maybe that's why we got a Hey Brock in today. Would you, would you say it was for celebration of getting all 50 states? Oh, well. Because okay. we haven't done a Hey Brockin for fucking ever. Yeah, we need to do more of those. That was, that's that's always a good one. I got to come up with more questions. Huh? We can do that. Which leads me to, I think I may have a eh, pseudo topic. At least a five minutes worth of topic. All right. But, yeah, which turns into two hours <laughs> uh, that's how this works but uh again come check us out on everything uh all the social media platforms facebook twitter twitch uh YouTube. youtube tiktok instagram you name it we're in some form or fashion i'd say uh reach out we'd love to hear from anybody so um we appreciate dave being part of this and i'm gonna hope he sticks around and does another episode with us yeah i'll be hanging out all right, he's in it for the long haul. Cool. It's, it's always question. Again, I'm here to one up Matt. So. <laughs> Y'all here to okay. one up Matt. Now we have to do three of them. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> we'll just go hardcore this this second one. Yeah. So yeah, there we go. But uh, we appreciate everybody for tuning in, listening, and uh, again, come join the dysfunction, and we will see you again soon. Thank you all, and good night. <laughs>